Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. <sighs> Mondays just became Mondays. Mondays just got more exciting. Powerball now draws three days a week Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player claim. What's good, reviewers? It's your man, Benny Blue, and football season is back, and we want to make sure we touch as many new reviewers as possible, and we need your help to do it. So please, go to iTunes right now. Give us a five-star rating. That helps us climb the charts and make sure we reach as many savages out there from sea to shining sea. If you don't have iTunes, you can also check us out on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, CastBox, and iHeartRadio. And also make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel as well and follow us at JB and Benny Blue on all social media five star rate us on itunes now what's good reviewers this episode of the jb and benny blue review is brought to you by our friends at snow cbd naturally enhance your life with premium cbd by snow formulated for stress relief pain relief better sleep and much more learn all about it at snowcbd.com. that's s-n-o-c-b-d.com and use code the review that's the review for 10 percent off all products and free shipping And that was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. We threw that game. We gave it away by doing that. We gave them the friggin' game. In my opinion, that sucked. What's that? Uh, Playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Boom. And a five, four, three, two, one. Oh shit, they said JB and Benny, where you been, huh? Oh my god, like a fucking ghost that blew in the goddamn attic. Holy shit, yes. episode 144. We yes. are back. It is the JB and Benny Blue Review Podcast. Follow us at JB and Benny Blue for all your social media needs. We are available Please. on all streaming Please. platforms. That's iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Castbox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, full episodes on YouTube and for past episodes. Pornhub. But yes, full okay. episodes <laughs> on Pornhub. And you might find something that you didn't want to see. A pow, pow, pow. Or maybe you do, depending on what you want. You freak bitch view. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to all the reviewers, mm. new and old. We are back. Mm. I know the review. I know JB, another OG reviewer, is like, what the fuck happened to y'all? It's a goddamn playoffs. I need that motherfucking fix review. And y'all went missing. We had circumstances beyond our control. And we're going to leave yeah. it at that, goddammit. But first no, we're not. Foremost, no, we're not. Dr. No, we're not. Okay, all right. Dr. Jeremy, no, we're not. reaches the third Esquire. No, we're not. We're going to the reviewers. We, we, we're going to I'm always open and honest with the reviewers, Benny, and I'm like that because. This is true. I don't want the reviewers to make the same mistakes that I make, right? Allegedly. So, I'm review- using the word allegedly for the rest of the segment. <laughs> so allegedly. reviewers out there, last weekend, your boy, JB, was incarcerated. I was in jail. Uh, I was in there from Tuesday till Monday of last week, of this week, rather. And it's because I let some things fester and they caught up with me. All right, that's, that's all I'm going to give you guys. But the moral of the story and, and, and the lesson learned here is that to handle your business, Unless your business handle you. Uh, a very beautiful woman told me that she's actually my girlfriend. Shout out to Miss Brandy Stones. Hi, baby. Uh, and yo, it's just that's just being real. I am I'm I'm very transparent. Benny knows this because he's known me long enough to know that I'm very transparent. And one of my biggest flaws is procrastination. Big time. Especially when it's some shit that I ain't I don't really give a fuck about. So I was in a bit of a bit of a rebellious state in these situations as well. But I'm also the same person that God has to make do things, all right? He has to, he, I'm the type, I'm, I'm, I'm that guy, Benny, to where God is like, 
do this, right? And that's basically what it was for viewers out there. If you don't know anything about me, I hate court, I hate jail, I hate police, I hate all that shit, right? Because I, I, I feel helpless because there's nothing I can do about it in this situation if this person wants to do this, so on and so forth, from a judge to a cop, whatever. The shit gives me fucking anxiety. And what God does, not get to, not to get too preachy, but what God does when he's about to bless you big time, he has to take you out of your comfort zone, right? He has to put you somewhere where you're not comfortable. And he has to, and you have to go through that shit and face your fears. And then once that happens, you go, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, so I did that. I faced my fears. I sat in the joint. It ain't the first time I've been locked up, but I sat in the joint in, in county for about four, three days and, you know, met some really, really great people. I ain't gonna lie, all right? Uh, just because people are locked up don't mean they're criminals and they're all fucked up, you know what I'm saying, in the head. I met some very positive brothers. I met some positive white dudes. I met some cool-ass Mexican cats. And it was, I kind of used that as an opportunity, you know what I'm saying, to, to, to talk to guys and spread the, you know, spread, just, just spread awareness about, you know, life and so on and so forth. Like, just to be a positive outlook. It's kind of like God put me there for a reason. Because one cat I met, we'll talk about this shit off, off, off the podcast. But one cat I met, he's going to end up being big uh, and the world will know him before you know it. So, hey, it happened and it's over. It happened and it's over. Uh, learn from it. Uh, I'll have you guys out there, reviewers, know that, that JV is no longer an outlaw. I am, <laughs> I am no longer, I am no longer JV the kid out here. You know what I'm saying? I am JV the law-abiding citizen. All right? I'm not William Bonney out here. You know what I'm saying? I am JV the law-abiding citizen, and I'm happy to say that I am. So, reviewers, I'm glad to be back, and we're going to do what we do, man. Yo, low key, low key, like first of all, reviewers. I mean, yes, that, that was he he he, sh- he shared he shared his truth a- a- as he wished, and uh, you know, just just know he ain't fucking, you know, take an old lady's purse or get or get knocked for uh, parking tickets <laughs> or some shit. Although it would it would have been it would in part of me actually kind of wanted you to lie and make like a make up like a ridiculous story and say like you beat the shit out of like six people. Like that would have been kind of worth right. it. Low key, right, you know what right, I mean? Because right, like right. that's that's a story. That's a story. You know, about, you, know, the, you know, the thing about that is, Benny, is that I've been to jail for that already, you know, when I was in Carolina. If anybody knows me, my Carolina days, I went to jail for assault. Uh, I had to turn myself in another warrant for arrest. Allegedly, yeah, I didn't touch anyone. I, I did. Yep. Uh, yeah, right. so, hey, I ain't got no troubles, you know what I'm saying? I'm like Doughboy on Boys in the Hood. You stand out of trouble, I ain't got no trouble. <laughs> so, <laughs> I can honestly, Benny, Benny, I can honestly say that now. I ain't got no troubles, all right? I've been sleeping yeah. so good since I've been home. Hey, yeah, no, hey. hey. Mm-hmm. hey yeah. shout out to all my folks that held me down, you know what I'm saying, the situation, and it was, it was just, hey, yeah. the man sitting in front of me, my brother, you know what I'm saying, my, my brother. You're damn my brother, right. Brother, oh, we're talking about that. Talk about, you're talking about, you want to talk about off the, off the air. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Hold it down, because that's, that's what, that's what a good brother does in a situation God like damn that. Right. God damn it, when time, you see people's real character when times are tough, God damn it. Oh, right. Jamie, only, right. the, only, the only, the only thing I really wish you did and you probably did on your way out when you were dapping people up and you're getting out, you were probably, I guarantee you looked all of them man to man, eye to eye and said, hey, when you get out, make sure to subscribe to the podcast because that's what you do. Oh, yeah. You're still promoting when they're locked all, up. It all, doesn't matter, a reviewer is a reviewer. And here's the thing, here's the thing, and this is the craziest thing in the world. All the all the prisoners and inmates are about to get iPads 
if you will, tablets. If oh, you will. that's prime so listening they, time, so, baby. Yeah, so they, that's I mean, a lot of episodes to, to listen to. They ain't got shit else to do. So, yeah, they all know the JB and Benny Blue Review, and hell yeah. Goddamn oh, right, man. Damn right, man. Shout out. Listen, man, you bring up a good point, though. And uh, shout out to Richard Sermon for, uh, I saw a segment earlier before we started recording about him him speaking to uh, some some young young men locked up. I believe it's the, because uh, he's in he's in Frisco now, of course, I believe in, in the Santa Clara uh, Juvenile uh, Detention Center. I had a lot of friends that were, were in um, that system. My father was a social worker for the county. So uh, a, lot of, a lot of his kids that he had to see by court order were actually friends of mine. So I know a lot of young men that get caught up in that system, and just like you said, whether whether you're you know you're 16 or 60, you know it's it's never it's never too late to make a change. So just because you, you're you know you're you're you know you got you got knocked, you're, you're you know you had to sit down for a second. You know what I'm saying? Provided that you didn't you know rape or molest anybody, like come on, man, it's it's never too, there. There are there are people who are in prison right now who have fucking multiple degrees in a PhD. Mm-hmm. And it's possible. Mm-hmm. And it's possible. Look, and like shout shit, out, shout man, real quick. Wonderful guys, man. Yeah, and shout out. I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, JB will co-sign this. Of course. Shout out to you know whether whether it's you know Hove or or Meek Mill or um uh actually actually I was reading an article JB in Rolling Stone about the man who who actually signed our little bro uh, Stanaj, uh Jason Flom. He runs an organization mm. and basically has dedicated his life to to getting. Um, uh, people, particularly people of color, who have been um, unfairly sentenced or wrongfully accused uh, out of prison, and that's a really important um, thing to do. Because, like, like JB said, like people who really go through that shit, that really locked down for real, uh, right. you know what I mean? Like you, that that shit can can that shit can can destroy your spirit and destroy your mind. Right. So we right. we uh, all 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 our reviewers locked down. You know, you got love from us, and uh, you know, it's never, it's, ne- it's never, it's never too late to make a change and uh, better yourself and, and, and ultimately, ultimately be a better person for the world. So, uh, JB's free, damn it! He's on fucking camera. You see his shining face, letting the, what sun, up, letting the Arizona <laughs> sunshine. Ooh, shit! What up, though? Yep, that's right. All right, reviewers. Well, look, we we uh, we are going to get into our savage picks, the divisional round, because of, because of those circumstances that he described. We did not do a wild card pick, so right now we're still standing no. pat, and we'll go over where we're at record wise from uh, week seventeen. So we're going to get into that here in our patented seg- second segment. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, obviously, you know, as, as as I believe they call it each year, uh, Black Monday. When they that's a reference to uh, like the stock market and and you know people getting fired and companies going belly up and all that shit. Lots of head right. coaches and position coaches and coordinators and all that shit. All of them tend to be on the old unemployment line. As a, as a, as, a, as someone once said, they they're they're gone fishing. You know what I'm saying? They're out there just gone fishing. They're just they're just hanging out. Uh, and the big. Uh, gripe that's been continuous over these last few years is the uh, is the application or lack of application of the NFL's Rooney Rule. Now, for those who don't know what the Rooney Rule is, the Rooney Rule is uh, presently defined as a National Football League policy that requires league teams to interview ethnic minority candidates for head coaching and senior football operation jobs. It is sometimes cited as an example of affirmative action as there is no quota or preference given to minorities in the hiring of candidates. 
Now, uh, as of right now, other than Ron Rivera, a.k.a. Riverboat Ron, uh, Mr. Bridges' guy, um, no other candidates of color, let alone any African-American candidates, this cycle have yet to be hired uh, as a head coach of an NFL team. The Browns still have a shot, but it's not likely. I don't know that they're going to go with Eric Bieniemy, although I think they should. They're probably right. going to go with Josh McDaniels. JB is a man who has played in the league for many years and obviously is working his way to start getting into those rooms, those conversations, trying to get in as a scout, a position coach, uh, all that shit. Uh, I know you want to take a moment and speak on where you think the Rooney Rule stands right now and what the league can do to change it and ultimately make it fair, not only for those candidates, but ultimately create a better coach and thus a better product on the field. Well, first of all, the Rooney Rule is a joke. Right? Um, there is no way to uphold it, and there's no, there's no repercussion if you don't. Follow the Rooney Rule. You know, if you don't uphold the Rooney Rule in the hiring of a head coach process, uh, I think about this. Uh, there are so many Black and Latino, or just ethnic candidates out there that are have been assistant coaches for years that are more qualified to run a football team than these young punks, and I call them young punks because they don't know shit about what we do, right? Sean McVay, even though he was young, I give him his props, right? He had been in the league quite a while since a fucking baby. Worked his way up. Cliff Kingsbury kind of lucked up, right? He got on, but I think Cliff Kingsbury is not, he's, he's very smart to the point where he hired a lot of veteran offensive and defensive minds to help him coach his football team. With that being said, great, cool, good for them. But, I'm looking out for my people and my people's people and those that are like me, those that are like my color, black and the brown, right? Well, that's the problem. I just said it out of my mouth. Man. The NFL is ran by old white men, right? And usually what goes on in the company, and that's why they have affirmative action and things of this, of this nature, is that people want people who look like them to be around them, right? People want people that look like them to work for them. Mm-hmm. Which is fucking disgusting. Because I don't give a fuck if you purple, black, brown, or yellow. If I run a business, you can run it. If I have a business, you can run it to where it's going to continue to make me money. And it's going to continue to be a great product. I don't give a damn what color you are. You can be a Martian. I'm going to hire your ass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, it, it, it's, 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 it's laughable. It's laughable. It's laughable. Because Eric Bieniemy totally qualified. We have guys like Mr. Caldwell, who mm-hmm. coached in Indianapolis, who took them to a Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken, right? Who coached your Detroit Lions and had them in, on the winning side of things. Yeah, made the playoffs. We, yeah. Made the playoffs. He has a stellar record, right? Did he win a Super Bowl in Indianapolis? No, he took them uh, in right? Yes, I think you're right because that was that was a that wasn't the that wasn't the dungeon year. That was when they went again and then they lost, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's the year they lost to the Saints, right? Believe, yeah, believe you're right. Oh okay, nine, yeah. Did they play them in 09? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I, I was I was actually in Miami. Me and my ex wife were in Miami at the Super Bowl. Uh, so Jim Caldwell, what do you mean he is not being considered for a head coaching job? What do you mean? Yeah. What do yeah. you mean? I mean, you know, guys like Stump Mitchell, 
who have been a position coach in the NFL forever played in the NFL, right? You, you, you start thinking about guys like this. What do you mean these guys are not being considered for head coaching job? You want a young, dynamic head coach. Deshae Townsend is, a, is the DB coach at the Bears right now. Why is he not being considered for a head coaching job? Right? Like, come on, man. Like, what are we doing? But I know what the problem is. Again, mm-hmm. the same reason why Colin Kaepernick has been exiled out of the NFL is the same way and the same reason why there are not more black head coaches, where there are not more right. black GMs, why there are not more black executives. My thing, Benny, is this. The NFL, probably about 70% of the NFL looks like me. Right? Correct. I mean in color. Right? My color, brown, light brown, dark brown, light brown, light, whatever. Of ethnic, of ethnicity. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so why not hire someone who knows how to deal with and who is relatable to the people that work for you? Right. I mean, I don't right. get it. I don't get it because at the same time, like you, you when you go into the hood, you ain't, you know. And I hate to use this reference, this analogy. When you go to the hood, you don't have a bunch of white teachers. You just don't. All right, you have Mexican and black teachers. Why? Because they can relate to these Mexican and black kids who are in these lower income areas in the quote unquote hood and the schools they go to. Every once in a while, you got, you know, some whites, choice whites that wants to go in there and make a difference, and shout out to them. But I I want to live by that philosophy as a businessman. I'm going to get the person who is the most qualified for the job, right? It don't matter what color they are. And a lot of these white boys that's coming in here right now ain't qualified for the job, right? Freddie Kitchens, my dog. I love you, Freddie. You know what I'm saying? If I, you know, I see Freddie right now, I hug him, you know what I'm saying? And, and ask how his kids are doing and ask about the wife and all that. But I don't think Freddie was qualified to run a football team. Right. Uh-huh. Or certainly certainly not ready yet. You know what I mean? No, not yet. Because no matter because no matter what people think, as a head coach, you're not just a head coach. Right? You're basically the assistant GM. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, my nose goes berserk as soon as I start talking. So <laughs> you're 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 again, you're in charge of not only a group of men and preparing them to play on Sunday, Thursday. Monday, whatever day they play, you have to, you got to say in the organization and how things are ran and who comes in and out. You have to hire coaches and supporting staff to help you do your job. And we all know the NFL is a buddy-buddy league, right? So it's, it's a who you know type deal. So you can, you start bringing these young dudes in, they're going to bring in more young dudes and you're going to get a team that ain't gonna do much. Right. Right? We're gonna see what the guy, uh, what's his name? Maul? Is that how you say his name? Uh that signed with Carolina. Uh, uh you talk we talking about who who's the the head coach there? Yeah, yeah, he just signed. Yeah, Matt with, Matt Rule. Matt Rule from Baylor. Matt Rule, Rule. Rule. I yeah. wanna say Maul. Yeah, so Matt Rule, and then you got Judge with the Giants. Alright, those are two. Judge came out of nowhere. That was out of left field. That that's somebody's guy right there. Mm-hmm. Right, he's my guy. That's my guy. That's who I want. Rule, same thing. The the the, the, the owner of the Panthers, who I think is a great dude, very honest man. Temper, yeah. Right, I love I love the way he dealt with Ron Rivera. He was I'm not phony. I'm not fake. We're gonna fire Ron the end of the year anyway. So instead of me just having him hanging around like everything is okay, we're gonna let him go now. That way he's gonna have plenty of time to get to you know what I'm saying that whole. 
shebang bang about him, you know, trying to get another job. I, I respect that. That's honesty. That's real. So he brought in this guy rule because he feels like that the Panthers need some sort of burst. They need some sort of energized, right? They, they need to be energized. And to be completely honest with you, they have a very young nucleus of players. Right. And right. I think that he's going to be a good hire for him. I really do. I really think he's a good hire for them. Uh, yeah. He just has to get surround, surround himself with guys that know about the NFL because he don't know nothing about it. Right. So, right. Bottom line. Right. Bottom line is this: the NFL is unfair in that aspect, and a lot of aspects are unfair. But they're unfair in this aspect because they want to keep the NFL white, mm-hmm. which is fucking dumb. Because seventy-five, eighty. Now I'm gonna go on a limb and say eighty percent of the employees of the NFL are of ethnic, of some sort of ethnic nature. In, ter- in terms of yeah, black, yeah that that, that number increases when you're talking when you're talking players coaches. and coaches because yeah, position players coaches, coaches. Yeah. yeah yeah players and coaches yeah yep. I mean I'm, I'm pretty sure <laughs> I'm pretty sure let, let's let's just be honest if we ever did a poll and we did a ratio race wise of position coaches just position coaches mm-hmm. I promise you that blacks would lead the way like the percentage would yeah, be the without high. a doubt yeah without a right. doubt. I mean, yeah. and, and, and it's really made up of guys who played the game, who are who right. have the talent to be teachers as well. So it's like the Rooney Rule is a joke. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't have to make the NFL consider black candidates. That that shouldn't be something we should have to make them do. If right. you want your product to be good, if you want the NFL to be good, if you want your teams to be good, you better consider these men. Look, look what old boy did is doing in Miami right now. Yeah, Flores. Flores look, what, yeah. Look, what look, look what he's doing in Miami right now. We yeah. all thought they were tanking. No, he just hadn't put his 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 stamp on that thing yet. Right. He didn't. He, he doesn't have his roster yet. Yeah. Right. They were, yeah. and then what he had, and with the with the ones he had, they were nourishing. They were cultivating the the, the guys because they they still had that fucked up losing mentality culture because they were yeah. Miami Dolphins. Yeah, takes and takes a so season he, to ring that out. Right, exactly. Yeah. He had to change the whole narrative of, of, of the Miami Dolphins, and he's slowly starting to do that. And I think they're going to be pretty good next year, like you said. I agree. Under his belt, I just you know he comes from a, 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 a tree of winning. He's he's a Belichick product. Exactly. He's not going to fail. You know, he's yep. not there to fail. So yeah, yep. I think the winning was bullshit. And NFL, I don't know what they need to do. I, I can't put a finger on anything. They need to stop being dickheads. And true. Start considering all people and all men, all women, whatever. If you're doing it the right. best, you do it, right? Right. And I think I think it, you know, and just just like when I read off the the kind of definition of it before we started this segment, as as it says in there, there there is no particular quota or mandate. You just have to. The only requirement is that because of them trying to fix this disparity, quote unquote, uh, for those listening and not watching. Um, that's their version of saying, well, we interviewed, we, we interviewed a candidate and we, we decided wink, wink that they're not going to be the best fit. Now on the flip side of that, there are exceptions to the rule. For example, I'm glad you brought up uh, Joe judge. The thing that right off the bat, of course, you know, all of our, all of our G men reviewers, I'm sure a lot of you are like, who the fuck is that? Like, how did he, how did he elevate? Cause just like we were saying from Freddie kitchens, you're talking about a guy who elevated from position coach to uh, actual head coach. However, uh, the difference is if you actually do your research on Joe Judge, Joe Judge came under the tutelage of Saban and Belichick. 
And because he was a special teams coach, he's very familiar with all players on the roster and what they can and right. cannot do. And I got to tell you, bro, right. I, don't, I don't know if you saw, but I watched a lot of times you can tell a lot of, a lot about a coach when you do watch these press conferences. Like you watch fucking Adam Gase with the Jets. He looks like he looks like he's fucking off of that cocaina. And I'm, I'm watching Joe Judge and Joe Judge. I got to tell you, it's all it's almost kind of it's almost kind of like being into a movie a little bit from the trailer. But I, I watched his I watched his press conference and I'm like I gotta be honest I think this guy gets it and I think he's actually gonna right. be successful. Um, whereas right. the flip side of that, like we were talking about in our patent and production meeting, sometimes you have coaches that are elevated um, uh, from a position coach or um, you know like like a Freddie Kitchens or, or others where they haven't went through the proper steps like a lot of the other coaches like the like the Tomlins, like the Belichicks, like the Andy Reeds where they go through the process and really learn the game and how to operate within an organization because as you said the the head coach is really more so an extension of the GM rather than cuz they look a head coach if they if they had to really focus on uh all all three phases their fucking heads would explode. I don't care how I don't care how genius you are or how hard you work. That that's you're talking about fucking, you know, 12, 15, 18 hours a day in the building just as the head coach of what you're trying to do. So all those guys are they're successful and they're still coaches to this day because they did they did that the right way. And it's like, listen, like we said in our patent production meeting, you could be the best coordinator. If you are the best coordinator, you are more valuable to the NFL than being the 27th or 28th best head coach in the league. If you're the best coordinator, you are always going to have a job and you're always going to be successful. So not everybody needs to be a head coach. But at the same time, you have these guys, like you said, who've been position coaches or coordinators forever, you know, got African-Americans or coaches of color that have got to that point where they have done things the right way. And if I own a team... Like you said, you know, fucking, you know, black, purple, yellow, red, fucking whoever. If you are Matter. getting it done, if you're getting it done, I'm interested in you. So, I mean, and, and if you and if you're and if you're coach of color, even better. Because like you said, the edge that you may have over other candidates is because you played, mm-hmm. because you look like them, you can relate to their backgrounds. Thus, you get a better product out of your team. Period. Right. And that's all. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I totally agree, man. I totally agree. And, you know, again, like I said, no, we shouldn't have to make the NFL do this shit. You know what I'm saying? Nobody should have to make the NFL. The rules are a fucking joke. Nobody should have to make the NFL do any fucking thing. All right? You know what I'm saying? Get off your bullshit, you know what I'm saying? And and, and hire the most qualified man for the job. Period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Could have said it better myself, sir. And I'll tell you what is not a joke. Oh, these motherfucking playoffs. Oh, oh. it's going down. I'm so goddamn oh. excited. Ooh, put money on these games. We're, we're out here fucking betting houses. Uh, we we have problems. Someone help us. But goddamn it, we love we love football. You sons of bitches, you and I, we know you do too. When we yes. come back, oh, after a fucking week hiatus, it's the motherfucking divisional round. Shit is getting real. The yeah. temperatures are dropping and them scores are going up. Goddamn it, uh, all of yes. that when we come back here on the JB and Benny Boo Review Podcast, and we will be right back. Itches. Yeah. Reviewers, this episode of the JB and Benny Blue Review podcast is brought to you by our fine sponsors, starting with Brave New Urban. Brave New Urban is the design studio with the entrepreneur in mind. Visit bravenewurban.com to learn about their web design and logo design services, or just simply look at the great work they lace us with on our new logo and branding. That's right. 
Go to bravenewurban.com and use promo code THEREVIEW and get 30% off your first project. Go to bravenewurban.com and use promo code THEREVIEW to get 30% off your first project. And of course, we are brought to you by Pacific Home Buyers. Have you inherited a home or property? Are you going through pre-foreclosure? Pacific Home Buyers helps homeowners in all 50 states get cash. That's right, cash for their homes. And their deals close within 7 to 14 business days. Visit packhomebuyers.com, that's P-A-C-homebuyers.com, or call 323-963-3417, that's 323-963-3417, for more information on how they can help you get cash for your home today. Woo! Let's go! Two, one, reviewers, we are back. We really, really appreciate you rocking with us into this new decade. Uh, it is yes. a hell of a football we season. Do. Lots of shit happening. Um, again, in a while, bro. you know what I mean? It's shit. It's been, sometimes, sometimes the season feels like it, it, it goes on forever, and sometimes it feels like it's just gone in the blink of an eye. This motherfucker here has zoomed by. Like, jeez, right. Louise, this motherfucker has flew by. So. Shit, man. It's fun while it lasted, but it ain't over yet. It ain't over it yet. Ain't over. It ain't over yet. It we're ain't gonna, over. We're going to get into that again. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, make sure to follow us at JB and Benny Blue. We're on all streaming platforms mm-hmm. JB and Benny Blue mm-hmm. Review.com. If you want to get mm-hmm. caught up with any episodes that you missed, all that good shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, reviewers, we love you. We appreciate you rocking with us as you are checking out some motherfucking high stakes playoff football. And speaking of that, Dr. Bridges, uh, we got to see where we are at after mm. a full regular season of football and with a drum roll play. Jeez. We're tied 131, 104, and 1. That's right. We are fucking tied. The stakes could not be higher. Wow. We would trip to Vegas or Miami on the line. Oh my yes. God. Uh, for the OG yes. reviews, if you recall, we are one and one in uh, Savage Picks over these seasons. Mm. This, is, this is the ultimate rubber match, and uh, I'll tell you what, yes. man. Um, uh, we uh, we we definitely uh, missed a, a golden opportunity to talk about uh, or pick rather um, some exciting football from last week. Uh, again, yes. we weren't on last week, so we did not pick the wild card round. But JB, we are looking at right. two. Overtime games. You had the Bills uh, falling to the Titans, uh, twenty-two to nineteen. Uh, the Titan up Titans went down to the pants, dude, and they fucking got it done behind Derrick Henry. They went to Gillette Stadium and shaved up. Mm-hmm. All right, exactly. they, they got cleaned oh up. God. They got cleaned up. The yes. Vikings yes. beat the Saints in overtime, and uh, the Squawks. Uh, went to the E A G L E S Eagles and got it done after Carson Wentz mm. went out. Uh, JB, what what uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna toss it to you. Which which game of those four games really kind of made the most uh, of an impact on you going into the uh, division round? Uh, well, I mean, really made an impact. I mean, the Patriots losing is always like what? Yeah, uh, it's always kind of surreal. Honestly, right? Right, right. I honestly didn't think the Texans were going to beat the Bills, to be completely honest with you. Um, and then the Saints and Vikings, I couldn't have predicted that in a million years. Yep. And the Seahawks-Eagles, I, I would I would have picked the Seahawks to win on that one because I just felt yep. like the Seahawks were a better football team than the Eagles because they're very inconsistent. So, yeah, man, uh, 
I think the Saints need to, I don't know, Drew Brees just pissed down his leg. You know, we love you, Drew. But, man, what a bad time to have a bad game. <laughs> like, yeah, that's real. Like, yeah. you know, what a what a bad time to have a bad game. So, and then, of course, everybody's like, well, Tom Brady's over. Is he over? Is he over? Hey, who the fuck knows? All right, who the fuck knows? Right. He, uh, he threw a pick six to, to, to seal the deal, basically. And, you know, sometimes, if it was me, if it was me, if I was Tom Brady, I would retire. All right. I wouldn't want my reputation to be tarnished by coming back and having a shitty season type deal. Right. No, I don't want that. I don't want that. I'm, I'm going to stay where I'm at uh, in the legacy category. He's already a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's got six fucking rings. Mm-hmm. Just fucking retire, bro, and go love on your beautiful Brazilian model wife and love on your babies and your parents and just let it go. We know he's not going to do it. Right. Right. Some he kind of way he, he wants one more than Jordan. He wants to play to yeah. 45. That's what he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some kind of way he's going to be back with the Patriots next year. I'm, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll draft the quarterback this year. And, but, you know, getting it ready for the future. But, you know, uh, it is what it is. Tom Brady lost, which was the shot heard around the world. Mm-hmm. And the inconsistent Texans win again. <laughs> like, yeah, real shit. They, they, they got a yeah. tough one this yeah. week. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what, though. What what kind of was uh, interesting to me is, um, honestly, I mean, I think that the this Vikings Niners matchup, which we're going to talk about in a second, is going to be interesting because, I mean, yeah, pe- people were trying to make a stink about the the Kyle Rudolph alleged push off, but I was having this conversation the other day with a buddy. It's like, yo, Saints, we were we were we were rocking with you on the whole like you know like the whole blatant pass interference shit with the rounds but it's like this is the third year in a row where y'all had some like fucking last minute shit happen like there's no more excuses left like you can't do it you went to overtime drew didn't play his best like and at the end of the day the vikings the vikings really do have a pretty good roster top to bottom they're well coached kirk actually made some plays you know what i mean kirk actually made some plays and it's like they you know they got feeling they got digs I mean, it's just kind of their time. Do I think they're going to make a right. yeah? Do I think they're going to make a run? No, but I think that they were good enough to beat the, <laughs> beat the Saints, beat the no. Saints this year. You know what I'm saying? And right, uh, right, right. you know the Titan, the Titans are interesting because I mean they're they're another one that probably isn't as talented roster wise as the Vikings, but mm-hmm. you know they're well right. coached. They got Tannehill playing well. Obviously, Derek Derrick Henry. You know, is probably the, is uh, not, not even probably is, is the, I would say the best running back in the playoffs. Uh, Dalvin Cook mm-hmm. would be probably second, but I don't think he, even Derrick Henry is probably a, a cut above him at least this year. Right, and right. the bill, I mean, I got to tell you, I mean, I, w- I was kind of surprised, JB, due to the jankification that we always talk about with the Texans. Mm-hmm. I was a little surprised that the Bills couldn't couldn't close the deal. I mean, what it, what it, where do you right. think where do you think they kind of shot themselves in the foot, you know, toward the end? The jank is, I mean, it, it wasn't even them. It was. Well, I guess I, I feel like they could have handled JJ Watt a lot better. Yeah. Uh, you leaving he a one-on-one tackle. He had a sneaky good game. Tackle. He had a kind of he a did, sneaky good did. game. Yeah, one sack. You know what I'm saying? He had a hurry a sack. Well, he had two hurries, one sack, uh, a couple tackles for loss. Like, yeah, yeah, good comeback game. But they they didn't handle JJ Watt the right way. Uh, I think Tannehill could have. I mean, not Tannehill, but uh, I think Josh Allen could have ran a couple more times. 
Yep. To get first downs, could use his legs yeah. a few more times. Yeah, that that but, that fucking that random ass pitch too. Like, what the fuck was that? Right. What are you doing, right. Alan? All that shit. All, all that comes. All that comes with inexperience, though. Right. Right. So, exactly. you know, get the Bills one more year. Uh, shout yeah. out to the Bills. You know, uh, you know, get the Bills one more year, and and they'll be right back where they where they were this year, or if not better, man. So, as far as Vikings go, we'll talk about that in a second. But I think. That the Vikings are, are they've become a really, really big time threat in this playoff because I agree they're a team that they're a team that's trending at the right time. And I didn't think Dalvin Cook was going to be healthy for the playoffs, and that makes a huge difference. Right? Yeah. That makes a huge difference because it opens up their play action and with Diggs' speed and with Thielen' speed and with Rudolph just being a Debo across the middle and their defense. Lord have mercy, their defense. All right, built to stop the run. All right, which we're going to get more into with this next game coming up. But they're built to stop the run with those big linebackers, big athletic linebackers, and fast in their defensive backfield, who is not the best covers. You know, uh, the one kid, uh, what's his name, 29, uh, number 29? What is his name, uh, Rhodes? Yeah, you got you got Rhodes, Rhodes you, yeah, 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 you got yeah. Harrison Smith, yeah. You know, He used to be a big-time cover, cover guy, kind of fell off. Uh, but we'll see. I think that Zimmerman does a great job. He's defensive-minded, and he'll, 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 he'll protect that defensive backfield. And he'll right. depend on his front seven, but we'll talk about that, right? And then, and then finally, finally, just briefly before we get into the into divisional, um, I mean, the squad got past the Eagles. I mean, let's be honest, the Eagles have been really going through it this year with a with a lot of injuries. Although I I'm actually really impressed with what they did, considering all these guys they brought up brought up from the practice squad that were playing well and honestly playing better than the guys that they've you know cut the checks for. If we're going to be completely honest, but nonetheless, I. Yeah, but nonetheless, I mean, you know, that nobody nobody from the fucking NFC least was going to fucking uh, make a run this year. I mean, hell, Eagles tripped right. and fell in the playoffs. And then uh, the Squawks get it done. They bring they bring back uh, Beast Mode. They got the young cat, uh, right. Homer. I mean, in, in your mind, just taking a look at what you saw, I mean, are they really going to, are they going to have... I mean, what 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 beyond what beyond fucking Russell having a fucking MVP game of his life would give you any any indication that they may actually be able to to you know take it past the fucking Packers? Did you see anything from this game? Back, I think the the Squawks might have something this year. No, no, and the I reason agree. being is because uh, and the reason being is because uh, the Packers receiving core is grown again. Like I talked about the Vikings. It's about peaking at the right time when it comes to playoff football. Right now, the Packers are peaking. And when I say peaking, Aaron Rodgers is in a new offense. He has new guys around him. He's learning what he can do. But see, and Aaron Rodgers, in, 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 to, 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 his, to, his, uh, to his, his attribute, is that goddamn running back behind him. And both of those running backs behind him, who run the ball extremely hard, and it's like, damn, you know what I'm saying? So right. you got you got you got both the running backs that are crazy. The offensive line loves it because they get to lean on people a little bit as opposed to throwing the ball fucking ninety five thousand times like when you know boy was there. Like and then their defense peaking at the right time. Right. Their defensive backfield was always kind of a question, even though they had all that talent back there, they did, you know, they made those moves, they signed. It was always kind of a question. They had a couple injuries. Uh linebackers, Martinez is back healthy now. Uh, the Smith brothers are wreaking havoc, and their defensive backfield is playing well. Just the receiving core alone growing with the Packers puts them above the Seahawks to me. Here, 
Yeah. Right? Period. Point blank, period. And that's that, that right there, if you just want to look at position by position, we're going to separate the game. We're going to separate the win and the loss by the Packers receiving core have, being have grown. And the fact that the Seahawks are not the Legion of Boom anymore, they don't have that talent to secondary like they used to have. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And the irony, the irony of the, the way the Packers are kind of set up now, a lot, a lot of their other positions where they've classically kind of went cheap or maybe weren't performing as high as expectations are actually elevated mm-hmm. above Rodgers. Because if you look at what Rodgers has been right. doing this year, he really hasn't been having an amazing year. He's been mm-hmm. like decent. Not at all. You know what I'm saying? Whereas normally, right. like you said, normally when they when they're in the McCarthy era, their offense is more set up for Rodgers to move the pocket. Make some plays, mm-hmm. kind of you know have have the, have those receivers slip slip within the coverage after they ran their routes, shit like that. Whereas now they can lean on Aaron right. Jones, their defense can make plays and shit like that. So you, you're yeah. right, They're, they may they may be they may be more more built to win and just kind of getting started um, through this round, and you know we'll we'll see what happens. So that is a that is a little recap of the uh, of the wild card weekend. So there's only one thing left to do. God damn it, let's mm-hmm. get into it right now. It is. The 2019 slash 2020 NFL divisional round motherfucking savage picks. Cue that music. Bow. Let's fucking go right now. JB, just to make it easier on you, because damn it, I know the stakes were high. We are fucking tied in our savage picks. I'm going to go down the injury report in total here right now. So right off the bat, uh, Mark Ingram is listed as questionable uh, with a calf injury. I know that he was dealing with some flu-like symptoms, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Uh, Will Fuller for the Texans uh, has been is listed as questionable dealing with a groin injury. Uh, been seeing some stuff in real time on Twitter. A- Adam Thielen was out there getting warmed up. He was listed as questionable with his ankle. Some people thought it was his Achilles. He's going to go. Kenny Stills uh, questionable with the knee. I'm sure that he is going to go as well. Um, Adam Humphreys for the Titans has been out most of the year, and it looks like he will be out for um, this game. For tight ends, you got Travis Kelsey listed as knee. I mean, again, when your list is questionable, I'm sure nine times out of ten you're you playing. are going to go. You're going to yeah, go. You're, you're, you're uh, playing, yeah. You're Mark, playing. And, Mark Andrews, a, a big sneaky weapon for that that Ravens offense under Greg Roman, is listed as questionable with the ankle. Uh, Darren mm-hmm. Fell, same thing. Had a pretty decent game, actually, against the Bills uh, for the Texans. Darren Fell has a hip injury, questionable. Um, Jordan Aikens, a tight end, uh, hamstring injury list is questionable. And then um, Morris Claiborne is out for the Chiefs, a uh, corner. Uh, Mackenzie Alexander was placed on injury reserve. Jonathan Joseph is listed as questionable for the Texans, safety-wise. Uh, Jaleel Adai, um, questionable than Achilles injury. Uh, Jason Kerr says a fucked-up toe for the Vikings. He is out. Uh, Quan Alexander, I'm guessing, is uh, back for the uh, for the uh, Niners. Um, D Ford list is questionable. He's probably going to play. Uh, who else? Chris Jones questionable for the Chiefs. Uh, Ziggy Ansa mm-hmm. has had a neck injury. Squawks. Uh, he's going to be going. Uh, who else we got? Yeah, Quan Alexander had a pec injury. He's been activated, so he's going to go. Um, and that's really it. That's really a lot of the, the the major injuries. So that's what we're looking at just to get that out the way. So now. Let's jump right into it here with the fucking divisional round. Starting with the first game, got a little fucking Saturday NFL football. Damn it, get a whole fucking weekend. You have the Love it, mate. the skull fucking Vikings. You know what I'm saying? The Vikings going to the big bell bottom, facing the Niners. The line is seven for the Niners at home. Hey, in the words of Blueface, they be you know, get disrespectful in this motherfucker. Um, 
Damn, right? I mean, really? That's how you gonna play them? What are they, what are they basing this on? The records alone? I don't know what the fuck. Like, Vegas trying to get somebody in trouble. They are. Uh, I said the last podcast that the 49ers be a one and done, right? And I meant it. I think that we still have not seen that implode from the 49ers that I've been predicting to happen. Uh, I'm predicting Jimmy G throwing two picks. Ooh. And that's gonna be that, that, that's that's gonna end up that's that's gonna end up being the telltale of this game. All right, Kirk Cousins is gonna do what he does. Adam Thielen is gonna do what he does. I think Diggs is gonna have a bigger game this week than he had last week because now Thielen is back. And no matter what they say, they're gonna dope his ass up. And he's gonna be healthy for the game. Rudolph is gonna play a big part in this thing, but Mr. Dalvin Cook is the reason. He's the reason. He's the X factor. He's the one. They're gonna get him going early and often. The 49ers are going to have trouble trying to find their bearings defensively. And the play action is going to be big for the Vikings. I think the Vikings still another one to get to the NFC Championship. Ooh-wee. And oddly enough, it is a uh, it is kind of a run reminiscent of 1987 when they actually had to, had to play the Niners, I believe in the divisional, if I'm not mistaken, um, where they where they tried to make a run. Okay. It's very reasonable. Well, once we, once we, get, to the, once we get to this point, based on what we see, based on what we know, we can only we can only make our, our predictions based on what we believe is going to happen in our heart of hearts, right? right. Now the right. easy now right. the easy thing for the reviewers, particularly the OG reviewers out there, to say, "Ain't no way Benny's going to pick the Vikings because he doesn't fuck with the Vikings because it's it's, a, it's the same division." Part of that's true, but when you look at the matchup, I feel like the Vikings are going to get started are going to get started quick. I feel like the Vikings are going to are going to are going to make a probably a big play. I would predict two digs, possibly the feeling um, a big uh, overtop play uh, to get to score first and score early, and I do think they are going to be giving the Niners fits in the second half. What I believe is going to start transpiring moving into the second half is that Shanahan's going to get some shit dialed up in the in the in the adjustments. Uh, there's going to be some very interesting play calling to take advantage of their talent, particularly George Kittle. And I think their defense is going to start giving Kirk Cousins fits because ultimately, I think that's what—that's the ultimate neutralization because they're so strong in a lot of their other positions and phases of the game. Right, right. So I think right. they are going to start giving Kirk Cousins fits late. They're going to take away certain options as it relates to anything over the top. I think they're going to give them some shit underneath, but ultimately do a good job under that Robert Sala. And I fucking love when they cut the camera to him. How fucking. He looks like he's fucking Randy Savage cutting a promo every time they get a right, fucking right. stop on fucking, three and out. Fucking neck vein, neck vein, bigger than motherfucking neck shit. Exactly, exactly. That's just, that's fucking quality television. And I'll tell you what, man. I think I think the I think the I think this is going to be one of those games that the Vikings leave the big bell bottom and say, "God damn it, we let one get away." I think that line mm. is slightly disrespectful because I think this is going to be a hot one. This is this has strong overtime potential. I don't think Jimmy is going to be amazing, but I think he he's going to be able to do more and get the ball out quickly better than Kirk, who Kirk has a way Kirk has a way of kind of trying to you can see it in his face when they when they get a, a close up where he kind of feels like he he wants to extend the play and that's just not that's not really in his skill set. So I ultimately think the Vikings are going to make some big shit happen, but I do think they end up they end up losing by a smooth three, and I believe the. Mm. Niners get out of there by the hair and the chinny chin chin, and they get it done. So I am going to take the Niners in this one. 
All right, moving on to the second game of Saturday, the first AFC Divisional. It's a Titan of Titans, fresh off fucking putting the PSU out of their misery and putting their their fucking dynasty in question, going to fucking the red hot, quote the Raven, nevermore. It's the Titans at the Ravens, and the line is 10 for the Ravens at the bank, son. Mm -hmm. Um, Simply put, I feel like the Ravens are going to stop the run. And I don't think the Titans have anything down the field, receiver-wise, to even remotely threaten the Ravens. I think that it's going to be – emotion is going to be high in the beginning of the game. Uh, Mr. Henry is going to be doing some good things. He, he's a low. But I think he wears thin today. I think Baltimore, the, 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 the rough next day are on defense, are going to be rapping and tapping his ass early and often. He's not gonna get loose like he like he like he needs to or, or needs to or wants to for his team. And then Benny the football guys are smiling down on Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Alright, it's fucking January, early January. It's 68 degrees. Ooh. And it's gonna it's gonna be 68 degrees and cloudy. Ooh. 68 wow. degrees and cloudy. God love him. In, in Baltimore. That goddamn That's better than here. Fucking We're fucking, I'm in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Right, I'm, yeah, thank you, bro. I doubt. You know what I'm saying? It's like low, like, like low 60s in this motherfucker. I'm in the desert. So, that big ass, weird ass fucking Ravens gonna be flying around that hologram shit, scaring the shit out of people. And the Ravens are gonna get the W, man. Simple as that. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I, I agree. I mean, I think, I think this is gonna be interesting first quarter where neither team is gonna score. It's gonna be some three and outs. And ultimately, you know, I think the, the Ravens the Ravens are better equipped, like you said, to kind of neutralize and, and, and wear down Henry, force them to try to run the offense through him to get it going. Because, I mean, you know, look, Tannehill, Tannehill's done some good things. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's, actually, it's actually cool to see for him to really kind of like just take it back to basics and, and, and compete for a job. Rebirth, with, man. And yeah. It's a rebirth. rebirth. And, and, and win yeah. the job and yeah. so forth. And, you know, ultimately, they, they got a lot to be proud of the season, I think. Humphrey's coming back and, the, and them getting some more key playmakers. Kind of like, kind of almost kind of like you said with the with the Bills. It, it may be a one year mm-hmm. away situation with them, particularly how right, the right, league right. how the league is changing. So, um, you know, look, this does that. This does have a potential to get a little bit ugly uh, late. I do think it is going to be a little slow for 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 the Ravens to start, but I do ultimately think they pull away just from. And I, I don't even necessarily think Lamar has to make a lot of plays individually. I think he's going to find guys like Andrews. You know, let Ingram cook a little bit. I'm not expecting a ton out right. of him, given his injury slash no, sickness. No, not at all. But you know what I mean. So, but there's going to be, uh, you know, there's there's going to be some playmakers that can that can get it done for the Ravens, and they can shut down. I mean, the I mean, let me, let me, I mean, I mean, let's be let's be for real. Like you know, what I'm saying Gus the Bus ain't no motherfucking slouch. Like, right? Come on, now. you know what I'm saying? Like, let's be real. I mean, Ingram, Ingram, that dude. Let's, oh, you know, he because I think he's. And he's a great one. He's a great running back, but I think he's that dude by committee because he gets most of the runs. You know right. He does have the right. opportunity. He'll, he'll break some. He'll break some longs too. Right. So yeah, I think we both we both agree the Ravens are going to take this one. Right there it is. All right, moving on to the Sunday games. We got the Ace Time coming down. Texans going into the Chiefs Kingdom. Chiefs, I know are fucking mm-hmm. chomping at the bit to try to get this goddamn Super Bowl. Uh, the line is ten. Uh, at Arrowhead on a fucking brisk, beyond brisk, 35 degree ecky weather outside there mm-hmm. in Kansas mm-hmm. City. Texans at Chiefs. What are we thinking, sir? Uh, more consistency with the Chiefs. Chiefs went at home. Nothing else to say. Yeah. Yeah, man. I agree. 
uh, taking the Chiefs, more firepower. Uh, you know, ultimately, I think you know they they definitely win the uh, the coaching battle. Although Bill O'Brien showed me a little bit last week, uh, you know Deshaun's going to make some plays. That that that's no doubt. Um, again, I think this may be a similar thing where the Chiefs, you know, due to the bye, maybe maybe start a little slow. But this is another one mm-hmm. that has that has a potential to exceed to exceed the spread. Um, so just be mindful of that betting betting reviewers right, right there. Um, but the, but the, re- the, re- the reason why I don't think that the Chiefs are going to start slow is because uh, one they have Patrick Mahomes and it's, it's, I, I think I think the mentality is, I think the mentality of Andy Reid right now I think it, it, honestly he's he's been here before mm-hmm. uh, probably probably the, the, the most winningest coach besides Bill Belichick in the league right now right he's been here before and he understands that there's no fill out round I'm pretty sure he's preaching that to Eric Bieniemy right now. Ain't no fill-out round, bro. We mashing right. the gas and we mashing that bitch for four quarters. Right. Because the Texans are janky. You talk about the jankification. Mm-hmm. The Texans are probably the jankiest team in the NFL. So you, you fuck around with them. They'd already beat them in that hole once this year. Right. You right. fuck around with them, fuck around with them, fuck around with them. Next thing you know, goddamn, they on top of your ass about three points. And then right. the defense wake up and then you lost the game. Right. No. It's mash the gas. The Chiefs nation is going to be fucking crazy. Yep. It's going to be 35 degrees. It's going to be... Typical football weather out there in Kansas City, Missouri, and I think the Chiefs is just gonna just gonna lay it to the Texans. I think they're gonna be controlling the game the whole game. I don't think it's gonna be any any, any question in content. Yeah, I agree, and I I mean I agree so much. I for this for this week and this round, I will make this my Pacific Home Buyers Bet the House uh, pick of the week, uh, taking the Chiefs to uh, win possibly by by a couple scores in this one. All right, and then mm. finally. Over there in the frigid fucking fondue bowl of Green Bay, Wisconsin. It's the squawks at the Packers, and the line is four for the Packers at home. Um, I just think the Packers are going to do what they do better than the Seahawks do what they do, and the Packers get to win. Uh, there's no, no, no in-depth theory I'm going to give you on who does what and when they do it. I just think that, the, again, the Packers are going to do – what they do better than the Seahawks do what they do, and the Packers get the win. Yeah, man, I agree. I mean, I think the uh, you know I think it's more more so has to do with uh, the defense for the uh, Squawks. We know what Russell can do. You know they're going to get kind of a running back uh, by committee, like you said, out of the Ravens. With Beast Mode's going to get probably you know 10, 12 touches. They're going to have Turban will get probably less than that. They're, they're going to do some try to do some creative things with Homer. You know, D, DK Met, DK Metcalf is is kind of the is kind of the wild card, so to speak, of anybody right. on the field. I think in terms of what they're going to they're going to dial up for him. So maybe you know I could I could see some fireworks here early, um, but ultimately, you know, I think that the just it's just kind of one of those things where the Squawks don't have classic Squawks roster to be able to compete mm-hmm. talent for talent yeah. to ultimately get past the Packers who are going to be it's, it's going to be a similar situation it's going to be you know they're mm-hmm. going to they're going to be keeping warm in that cold there at fucking Lambeau they're going to be they're going to be ready to go and you know not that home field means it really a ton nowadays but nonetheless it's going to be it, it's yeah. going to be an ideal environment for the uh, for the Packers to, to get it done and move right. on uh JB what, it, what which which of these games are you going to bet the house on damn it you got you got to pick one <laughs> I got, I got, I got to do the Chiefs. I got to do the Chiefs like you, bro. Chiefs I'm, I'm tired well. of losing my home, so <laughs> I'm tired of losing my home. So I gotta, I gotta pick a for sure winner. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. fuck it. Right. I, I, I respect it. And goddamn it, we are, we are the fucking. 
for sure winners when it comes to this podcast game. So that's oh. it with the divisional round. We'll yeah. see who's right, who's wrong, who's both right, who's both wrong. Mr. Bridges, any final words for the viewers for getting out here? Enjoy this first game of the divisional round, motherfucking playoffs. Look, man, this is my first time talking to y'all in 2020. I'm just going to be completely real with you and be very, very simple. Live bigger in 2020 than you lived in 2019. Absolutely. Live bigger. Live bigger. Like, live bigger. Live fearless. Live bigger. All right? Here's the thing about life. If you live, if your goal, if your goal is to live bigger than you lived the day before, you're going to live a hell of a life. Absolutely. And you're going to live a hell of a life. And bigger, you know what I'm saying, is, is, a figurative, is a figurative term. It can mean a whole lot of different things, right? It can mean a whole lot of different things. It can be the smallest thing, you know what I'm saying? It can be as small as, like, your workouts and the things you do fitness-wise. Or it can mean financially. Or it can mean with your family. It don't matter. Live bigger in 2020 than you lived in 2019. Glad to be back. Love y'all to death. You know what I'm saying? We're going to keep dropping more content on our IG, JB and Benny Blue, at IG, Twitter, Facebook, at JB and Benny Blue Review at gmail.com. If you want to holler at us, increase, whatever, whatever, JB and Benny Blue Review.com for past episodes. We are on all streaming platforms. I mean, right. Okay. So we probably shouldn't be on. But we are on there, and <laughs> hey man, they'll listen to us from outer space, so maybe that's how they get it. Without we a doubt, love. without a doubt, we also got a number, man. Y'all want to hit us up and holler at us? Give them the number, Benny, one time for your mind. Oh my God, that's eight one eight eight five zero two eight zero four. Eight one eight eight five zero two eight zero four. That's a savage hotline. Uh, hit us up, yeah, mm-hmm. man. And, and the other thing, I, the one, the one thing I would add to what you said, which is a beautiful sentiment for viewers out there, because it is a new year, a new decade. Don't be afraid to make the hard changes. I know JB and I went mm-hmm. through that in our own ways. You, you'd be surprised at some, right. at some of the things that you know that we we have and are in the process of cutting out of our lives to make to make way right. for the new things right. that are going to lift us up and allow us to do those mm-hmm. big things, as he mentioned. That's right. And that's it. Go enjoy football. We'll see you next week. Uh, all that shit. We got more guests coming up. Uh, like you said, yes. JB, JB's yes. gonna be JB is gonna be all crushing all it on all IG all this week. JB's gonna be crushing it on IG yeah. this week. I can feel it. I can feel it in my you know bones. He's gonna it. give you the quality you know content. God damn it! You know, it. I might, I might, even, I might look, I might do a pillow talk. I don't know. We'll see. We'll Ooh, see. Oh, the we'll return see. of pillow we'll talk! <laughs> Holy shit! Here, the pillow talk since fucking Bush was in office. God damn! What the you fuck? You feel me? Coming back. Oh, but tap, tap in with us, please, at JB and Benny Blue. JB and Benny Blue Review That's it. This has been the JB and Bane Blue Review Podcast. Until next time, we love you. We out. At the Honda Summer Sales Event, one summer adventure leads to another. Start with a new Honda and be on your way to desert treks, lakeside getaways, and mountain paths so remote you need an actual map. For a limited time, well-qualified buyers can get 1.9% APR on the 2021 Honda Accord and 0% APR on the 2021 HRV or Pilot. Start your Honda safe adventure at NorCalHondaDealers.com. See dealer for financing details. Boom. And there it is. Wireless on the most reliable network nationwide. That's cool. But with my wireless, I get unlimited for just 30 bucks. Impressive. But does yours have 5G included? Of course. And my wireless saves me 400 bucks a year. <clears throat> That's because you all have Xfinity Mobile with your internet. It's wireless so good, it keeps one-upping itself. 
$30 per line per month. Taxes and fees extra. Compares pricing of top carriers. Xfinity Internet required. Reduced speeds up to 20 gigabits of usage per line. Most reliable based on root metrics. Yields report. Results vary. Non-endorsement. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.